Ashley Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. This is the season three finale. Mm. We have been at this basically since day one of COVID. That's three podcast seasons. Mrs. Elliot. Yes. Today, we are celebrating that we can do the hard things. Can we, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was the oh, huge audio spike there. <laughs> that was our theme for season three. I, I sort of think we rocked it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just my humble opinion. Today's humble show... <laughs> Is brought to you by our lovely friends at American Blossom Linens. American Blossom Linens is the bedding that Shay and I and our families sleep on, and so do so many of our listeners. We love our modern vintage sheets made from Texas grown cotton, no dyes, no imported fabrics here. American Blossom sheets are woven to literally last a lifetime. So as you are making your Christmas list, getting ready for the holidays, put this on it. Tell hubby. What they do is they start with the finest American cotton. Fibers are put through a process called combing that weeds out all the nasty bits. And what you're left with is beautiful, beautiful cotton sheets. They get softer with every washing. I call them modern vintage because I'm such a sucker for vintage linens. And now I have vintage linens basically to fit my big California king mattress and bonus with a queen and a king size, you get four pillowcases. Mm-hmm. None of this nonsense where you're just left with two ranky dink pillowcases. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off just for being one of our fabulous listeners. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Toops & Co. You guys have heard us talk about them. Toops & Co. is your one-stop online shop for organic, all-natural skincare and makeup. We get this ask this question all the time. Where, how do I eliminate toxins in my skincare? What kind of skincare do you use? How can I keep it clean? Toops and co is your answer because Emily makes a beautiful line of all kinds of products, including skin serums, face balms, mascara, mineral makeup, lipsticks, eyeshadow, deodorant, soaps, and more. So this is really your one-stop shop for all that goodness. So instead of going to Target or Sephora and filling your basket with Lord knows what. Go <laughs> visit toopsandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for a 10% discount while you're there. But of course. Ooh la la. Red yes. wine, you guys are always asking what red lipstick we are wearing. Red wine is the color. Yes. That is What a coincidence. True. Well, um, you mentioned sheets. Love my mm-hmm. American Blossom sheets. Guess what Stu and I did last night? Okay, that... I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since I know last night was date night, I don't know if that's the most appropriate opener to this podcast, Shay. I told you guys, we told you last time, just leave it to Shay. Give her a little bit of dead air. And she's going to run with it. I will fill it. (laughs) Um, We went on date night. We went a little Mm -hmm. bit early. And we went to a furniture store. 
I have never been to a furniture store before, like an actual furniture store. They're kind of overrated. I mean, for the most part. Well, if you're the uh, well, yeah, a few notes on that. One thing I was really sticker shocked by the price of things. And I thought, so these really nice end tables I've been eyeing on Etsy that are, I thought, stupid expensive are actually like Mm -hmm. half the price of just like your standard end table that's available glued together yeah Yeah. totally Mm -hmm. and i thought they were i just didn't have any context for how much something like that cost so we go to this furniture store and i have my eye set on one thing and the sales lady come up and she's like oh can i interest you in da 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 da?" i'm like no you can interest me in a bed frame (laughs) it can't have a headboard it can't have a footboard because the way our room is so small and the bed butts mm-hmm. up against the, a big window. I don't want to cover that with a headboard. So I just needed a, like a metal frame, but not a metal frame. I didn't want it to look like a metal frame. And they gotcha. and they had one. They had one. And I'm going to install it today. And I'm going to get my bed off of cinder blocks today. That's crazy. I, I, I don't. Know. Yeah. Our listeners... Listeners, Shay and I both have beds on cinder blocks, yes. like two by fours yep. and cinder blocks, because apparently we would rather spend our money with dry farm wines than buy real beds. That's exactly we want it. We want good sheets. But we yeah. don't really care what they're sitting on. Yeah, I'll spend twelve dollars <laughs> for a nice helibore, but nope, don't make me ask. A- <laughs> I ain't buying no bed I'm frame. Buying no bed you know, frame. you know, you mentioned sticker shock. This is um, this has always been. Like I, I really firmly believe I am a firm believer in vintage junk in antiques. Here's why. I think economically they make more sense. Most furniture that you're going to those showrooms and buying, like it's like a car. Like the minute it leaves the building, it is depreciating in value. It's true. New furniture doesn't get more valuable. Right. Antiques and carefully selected, quote, junk, unquote, holds its value. Right. Very much so. I, I mm-hmm. mean, these these end tables that I'm spying on Etsy, spying, I'm not spying on yeah. them. Um, Stalking, <laughs> exactly. coveting, drooling over. They're like late 18th century. I mean, these tables are like 150 Wait. years old. No. 19th century. century. 19th I was going to say, you got to remember that little. Yeah, 19th century. So they're like 150 <laughs> yeah. years old. And okay, the wood, I mean, the craftsmanship is like amazing. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. so beautiful. And I, I had no, I just had no idea the price of like furniture. I mean, we use like old wooden apple boxes that you can get for like $5 at Goodwill. We use those for 10 years, <laughs> you know, but, mm-hmm. but, um, so actually, segueing into the season of hard things briefly before we do our wine segment, um, I've learned about myself that we've moved so often in our life has sort of been just like a big fire for so many years mm-hmm. that I'm having to learn to refocus on the details of things. And now that we've been in our house for five years and a lot of the big stuff, you know, of course, there's a thousand more things, but. Like we have our bedroom now and it's nice, but there are details I need to finish. Like being at that stage is kind of odd. And Mm -hmm. anyways, 
One of those things was getting grown up end tables with just a little bit of storage. Cause Stu's using an old uh, chair so right now. Nightstands? Nightstands yes. end tables. Nightstands. Okay. Nightstands. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used to have some and I sold them. I painted them. They were so pretty. They were lined in this beautiful wallpaper. And I sold them on a garage sale when we moved mm. a long time ago. And now I don't have any. I just have this. I actually do have a ratty, chippy paint. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's super appropriate for my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I would love some beautiful French, like, burled wood. I would like something really, really elegant. Well, I better go buy these my ones bedroom. on Etsy before you go and search it because you're going to find <laughs> them. And it's hard to find a pair. I wanted a proper pair. Yes. I'm like you. I've got this ratty old chippy table and it's charming enough, but... I would like storage where I could put a few of my things and, you mm-hmm. know, have a place for my face creams and all that jazz and not just have it all loose. Our room is just so small and I'm resituating it with some like nice under the bed storage and, you know, just mm-hmm. paying a little bit more attention to the details of things like a grown up. Lovely. Yeah. My little nightstand, it's got like wine spilled on it. <laughs> It's really bad. It's like out of a barn. It is. It's chippy, but it's just my bedroom is where I have more of my like Parisian look. You know, the rest of the house has more of a farmhouse where stuff can be chippy feel. But my bedroom's a little bit more posh, if you Mm -hmm. will. I don't know. I mean, it's a nice little juxtaposition, but it's it's a little ratty. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it gets there's a difference between like good ratty and Not so good, Ratty. <laughs> a little trashy. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you buy those, you'll have them forever. I know. And if you ever get tired of them, you'll just get your money back. Where with new furniture, there's a reason people put sofas out on the curb. Because mm-hmm. they're not worth anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's a reason that vintage sofas are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Because they're worth something. It's true. So I think it's going to go vintage. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be worth the investment. Do you want to see them? Sure. Okay. Do I? Well, yeah. Um, why don't you intro you know, to it, our wine segment while we pour a okay. glass? I'm going to find these. So while she is gonna, scrolling, yes. her iPhone will have some scrolling music for you. Shay, so if Stuart, if you would cue, cue the, the wine, wine music. music. Good, sir. It's going to take you. It's so hard to find a picture when you're looking for one. No, it drives me I nuts. Saved it on I always find it rather embarrassing. You're frantically scrolling. No. I want to show these. No, I saved it. So this is the part of the podcast, especially on Fridays. We're airing a daylight by choice. We were both extremely busy to yesterday. This is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of whatever makes you feel fabulous, whether it's a lovely cup of chamomile tea with honey or some dry farm wines, mm-hmm. which is what Shay and I prefer, especially on Fridays. Dry Farm Wines is a an online wine importer, if you will, will, and they are bringing us fabulous, organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, low sugar, no garbage wines. We've told you before that when you're walking into the grocery store and you're having that grocery store wine aisle anxiety as you're standing there trying to decide what to pick, those bottles can have up to 76 ingredients that legally don't have to be listed on the back. You want to drink them, that's fine, but everything should be fair and you should know what's in them. 
With Dry Farm, you have none of that. There's no GMO yeast, no extra sugar, a nice low alcohol content, which is indicative that there's no extra sugar. Is that grammatically correct? Uh, I don't think so. It's fine. <laughs> Mrs. Elliot, what are you drinking today? Okay. What are you sipping today? This is a little fun Friday wine that I have here. It's a Pinot Gris, and it is mm-hmm. German. A proper German, 100% Pinot Gris. This one has an even lower alcohol content. It has 11.78. Um, it is. There are elephants in my house currently. There's like, it sounds like pachyderms or something. Yeah, it's like some sort of herd element is happening above you. Anyway, I don't know anything about this wine. So to celebrate our season finale, I'm just going to open it while we're here. Give it a little test run. Okay. Have you had this While you do that, Uh, let me see. Let let me see. Let me see that. It's called Zvolberish. Ooh. Well, Deutsch, no, I have not had that one. While we're waiting for Shay to open her lovely bottle of Zvolberish. 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 Okay. We, that's right. We have to speak German with little angry overtones. It sounds so much better. Uh, our listeners should visit dryfarmwines.com. Oh, my goodness. That was my stomach growling. I think the mic caught it. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. Yes. Do. And you should select. Do that. Three bottles or six or 12 or 24, for goodness sake. Just make a wine cellar in a little closet right off of your kitchen. Get ready for the holidays and you can get your bottle for a penny with your first order. Yes. Is it open yet? Yes, it is open because it was a twist top, <laughs> which. Oh, I love I'll those. be honest is why I chose it. <laughs> I'm serious. I feel like such a sellout. Like when I want a glass of wine and I'm put out that I have to go, we have like a little wine corner in the dining room and I have to mm-hmm. walk all the way to the kitchen because the corkscrew got left into the mm-hmm. kitchen. Oh, it's barbaric. My life must be really hard. It's barbaric. It's barbaric. So I'm smelling this uh, Zvolberish Pinot Gris. Zvolberish. And um, remember me telling you about when I first learned to drink wine and it was at a little restaurant here that served wine. I went with my parents. I had just turned 21 and I was like, I am such an adult. Like here I am with my parents at a wine bar. Did not like wine. I do not remember this story. Well, they had a wine there called Monchoff and it was a German Riesling. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Super sweet. Go figure. And I was like, Um, I do like wine. Sure. This tastes like a watermelon wine cooler. How fancy. (laughs) And that was my entire wine experience before I went to Europe. Because I went to Europe like six months later. And that was... They're pouring you this dry (laughs) red and you're you're like, what is this? I just want to go home. (laughs) No, I, I mean, I have told this story. But when we were in Siena, you know, we're in like the little center of town and then go off to this little Mm -hmm. beaten down alleyway and they bring out this craft of of red wine just you know house wine or whatever and it was like it was a chianti and it was the most beautiful wine i'd ever had and i was like i do love wine i do love it i love red (laughs) wine um anyway this wine smells like manchoff but i'm pretty sure it doesn't taste like it 
Also, I don't have a glass, so I'm just going to take a sip <laughs> straight from the bottle, folks. I wish you could see this. <laughs> glug 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 glug. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ooh. Makes your mouth pucker in all the good ways. Mm. Delicious. So I am going to save uh, part of this bottle for later on for our Patreon fangirl call, which is in just a few hours, which is going to be. Yes, it fun. is. So that's what I will be sipping. Wonderful. Okay. Yes. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Yes. By all means, if you're not a patron yet, patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Hang out with us there. Yes. Do that. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought this was season four, uh, this whole season, by the way. Turns out it's season three. <laughs> this is season three. So we're not as mature as I thought we were, but I should have known that. <sighs> Someday we'll be professional, ladies and gentlemen. Probably not today, though. But this season was all about doing the hard things. And that mm-hmm. has taken on so many different forms for both of us these last eight weeks. Right. Initially, when we started this season, I thought doing the hard thing was just going to be me molding and gripping and barreling my way through something I didn't want to do. Hmm. And that's not quite what has happened. Do you want to ask me how my workouts are going? I do. Pray tell. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's just get right to it. I still love my TRX machine. I love it, love it, love it. But I traded it It in. It looks so nice hanging there. I traded it in uh, for a few weeks for in lieu of being outside in the gardens. And I just, I, well, I'm yeah. clinging to the hope that functional activity outside on the farm is, um, counts. <laughs> it counts. For something. Right? Functional strength. I mean, it's not yeah. going to give you super perky buns of steel for your swimsuit. But make me feel better. Don't sit there. <laughs> judgment but it's active it's not sedentary sedentary that's i don't the word. have a sedentary lifestyle no at Sedin- sedentary? sedentary what is the word sedentary sedentary not sedimentary no. for homeschool moms no. not talking about no. rocks <laughs> um and i'm i'm not gonna beat myself up over it i'm not gonna beat myself up and mm-hmm. when it sucks outside and it's february i need physical activity certainly But we also had this thing happen. Well, we've had a heck of a two weeks here on the farm. (laughs) Heck of a two weeks. Um, We our ram died of old age, Hamish, and Hamish was about two hundred and fifty pounds, and he was out to pasture when he died with his ladies and his children, and we had to get him out. Like, I mean, he's two hundred and fifty pounds. And so dead weight, just dead weight. And Mm -hmm. so Stu and I are out there, you know, we hook up chains to his feet and we're dragging and we have to drag him up into the back of the truck, which I mean, just imagine that it was so physical and so tough. 
That was last week. And then this week, the cow got mastitis. Well, that's not even true. Saturday, we butchered a cow. We talked about that. So physical. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just Stu and I. So it's like, you got to carry a half of beef in to the cooler. Guess who's doing it? Me and Stu. (laughs) We do that. And then the cow gets mastitis. And we're milking every two hours. And my biceps and my forearms are like, they're so sore because I have the teeth that has mastitis. I don't know if anyone's ever milked Mm -hmm. a cow with mastitis before by hand, but it's roughly like squeezing chunks of hard boiled egg out of a nipple. It's just so gross. (laughs) I can't wait till we're done talking about it's <laughs> your so ricotta gross. cheese situation. I'm just so it's tired of it. So gross. <laughs> but my point is, it's not like just normal milk where the milk comes out. It's like, yeah, so tough. And um, I'm feeling pretty <laughs> physically beat. I'll be honest. So when I get come in at night, I see the TRX. I'm like, screw you, TRX. Mm-hmm. That counts. How's your workout going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going great. Um, I'm not lifting still, but I am walking. I walk a ton. Um, I'm up to five miles and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, the fall color. It's like, but the other day I did it. I was like halfway through. I'm like this. I have a long way to go until I get home. Dang it. (laughs) um, Sometimes I'm just like tired. Oh, (laughs) wait, another two and a half miles, which isn't really that far, but it's time consuming. You know, it takes a long time to walk that far. Mm -hmm. And the trip home is all uphill. So I'm uh, cooking. But the other morning I woke up and Aiden had woke up freakishly early, like 3.30 and couldn't go back to sleep. And I said, you want to go with me? And he went on my walk with me, which was really nice to spend time with my handsome teenage strapping. He's so old. Gigantic young man. He's like six feet. He's just huge. So it was kind of romantic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like to get to spend that time with him without any, no peanut gallery Mm -hmm. around was nice. Isn't that nice sometimes? But yeah. Yeah. It was nice. But I've really, um, I've been trying to be really consistent with it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting in 20 miles a week or 25. I'm sure it varies between like 15 and 25 miles a week at this point. Um, and I've lost like six and a half pounds. Good for you. So bonus. Bonus. Seriously. Not to mention like yeah. just the fresh air in your lungs and blood flow. And well, it is. It's just I, I do it really early. And to, so to start uh, the day like alone before the Gosh. bombardment happens, <laughs> it's, it, mm-hmm. literally I walk in the door and it's just like, wow. Yeah. One of the things we talked about, one of the hard things we talked about is getting up early. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing about that is when we started this season, we talked a lot about getting up at five and doing this and starting the day alone, having a few moments to get your footing, getting dressed, whatever it may be. And then we came back from vacation and I've been sleeping until like seven. Which I don't know if I've I, been getting up later and later. It's I don't know what's going on. Starters. When we started this season, I was up at like four fifty-five, yeah. and now I'm like, oh crap, it's six twenty-seven. Get up, man, go, go, go! Know. You know, like it's crazy. And for the first couple of days, I like beat myself up. I'm like, you lazy punk, get out of bed. And then I realized, for mm-hmm. me, 
the hard thing sometimes is not being as productive as I know I can be. I am a self-motivated person for most things. I don't need somebody pushing me. And so to take a step back and be like, you know what? My body is saying it needs sleep. I'm going to bed early. It's not like I'm staying up late. I'm going to bed really early. I'm sleeping in a little bit. And for me, the hard thing is saying it's okay. It's okay. Like this is okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to be fine. You don't need to get up and, you know, get 12 casseroles in the oven before six. Like you're going to, it's going to be fine. (sighs) Well, we did an episode about, um, what did we, we did an episode about timing, didn't we? This season? I don't. And just don't. listening to your body and different, different chapters and stages and like the flow of things. And yeah. I think that if you have a season where your body needs extra sleep, that's, we, you know, we did. I know we talked about, I'm trying, I'm looking at our list. I'm trying to remember which episode that was, but mm-hmm. maybe it was, we want to do it all on maybe. September 17th. One of the, those. Yeah. The mm-hmm. funny thing is, is this morning. Um, oh, so my little May May, my cat, cat that I got for my birthday had babies yesterday and Aww. it was so exciting. I mean, just watch. I love watching animals give birth, but I'm watching her in my uterus is aching like it's actually aching i'm just like you perfect and george is like does it hurt her i'm like yeah it does it does hurt her it does, it does hurt her. um but so i'm i go to sleep last night and i hear one of the little kittens this morning and i think oh i just i hope she's okay like did she fall out of the box so i get up i go check mm-hmm. she's fine may may's there we i spend a little time with them it's like 4 30 and I just go in and wake Stu up. I was like, hey, do you want to like, do you want to get up early and just enjoy our morning? And he did. And so we got up and we built a big fire and we drank an extra cup of coffee and enjoyed our morning. But I don't think I would have been able to do that if I hadn't also listened to my body when it was like, chill out, just chill out for a second, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I know Obviously, like we don't all have the liberty to like sleep in however we want. A lot of people have to just get up and go to work regardless of what they want to do. That's how it is for us a lot on school mornings. But on the days where we don't have to, I try and like try and receive that gift as it comes because getting up can be a gift and it can be a hard thing and actually sleeping in and slowing down can be a hard thing too. Right. Well, and then, you know, even on the days that you do choose that for your body, accommodating your day, like, right. Cause you have to make it up somehow right. <laughs> losing, <laughs> big time. losing that extra hour or hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I think um, this season, one of the, you know, just looking back on it, I feel like a lot of times we just came down to the fact that look, this art of homemaking that we're always talking about, it's actually hard. There's a reason that when you see somebody that's just rocking it, when you, when you or when you see somebody that's just rocking it in the home and they just look like a great homemaker and they they've inspired you, like they're working really hard. I feel like that was kind of this overarching theme that on a lot of episodes this time we came back around to. Uh, and guess what? You or I, we have to step up our game if we want to improve in this area. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, that was. 
for me, that's like, I think we started the season, like wanting to just inspire others, like bootstraps, you can pull yourself up, you can do the hard things. But when when we started talking about homeschooling and we touched on, you know, children and discipline and um, work, working out childbearing, um, being struggling with being a control freak, you know, like we were like, Oh wait, this whole art of homemaking, it's actually an art because it's a skill and skill just doesn't come naturally. It's practiced. It's learned. It's a huge investment of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So true. And, and it's so easy to write off the work in front of us by saying, well, such and such, she just has a gift. No, such and such just worked. And maybe she's a little bit more inclined right. one way or another. But um, so I hosted uh, our ladies night for our church on Thursday and Wednesday, oh, Tuesday. Yeah. I don't honestly, I don't know. <laughs> one of those days. It was and Wednesday, it was, I think. It was so great. Yeah. My pastor's wife had asked me to teach some of the women in the church to make sourdough. And funny thing, you know, making my living online as a blogger, on YouTube, on Instagram, running the cooking community, all these things, doing a podcast, speaking in front of people mm-hmm. basically makes me wet my pants. Like shaking, my body will shake, like convulse to my core. I sweat mm-hmm. and then I have the chills and then I have to like throw up. Diarrhea. Liquid bowels. Like the women coming yeah. over. These are women I love. Like they're not women I don't know. These are women that I've gone to church with for, you know, 15 years. And it was so silly to even be so uh, upset by it. But like two hours before Stuart's like, he gave me the look and he was like, you are not canceling. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know I'm not going to, but the temptation is always to skirt the discomfort. Mm-hmm. It just is. I mean, it's like working well, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like human nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's pressure there. I'm going to move away from it. That's just kind of the way it goes. Mm-hmm. My friend Natalie came and she was just checking in with me because that's the way Natalie is. Do you need anything? Can I bring anything to help? She brought me supper so that I wouldn't have to stink up my house. So she literally made supper, um, brought me some. And she said, you know, do you need like I have 12 white coffee mugs. Would that be helpful? And so I'm like looking in my little hodgepodge of, you know, thrifted mugs, which are charming love them. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Sure. Maintaining their value. Yes. Bring your 12 <laughs> coffee mugs. We'll just set them out. No big deal. For sure. And I just said, you know, Natalie, someday I'm going to be as mature as you. <laughs> because and Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have to be like, and Natalie, could you bring forks too? Because I don't own enough forks. And do you have an actual coffee pot? Because I only have a French well, press and an coffee. espresso machine. I mean, like, I, I am that person. I hear you. It's like, when will I be an I actual grown-up? Well, Stu's like, I don't are know. you just going to make decaf? Like, are you going to pull shots for people? I'm like, I'm not going to teach a sourdough class and be pulling shots like a barista for 15 women. Right. And so I said, we'll just make some decaf. But then we realized we have one French press. I'm like, okay, well, that's two cups of coffee. So... How many French presses would I need to do to feed all these women? And then also, like, I don't have a coffee craft. So, like, if I'm pulling these, these, you know, French presses, like, (laughs) where am I going to put it to keep the coffee warm? Right? Like, I don't have one of those, like, church coffee pump thingies. 
Natalie does. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. Because Mr. Mr. Coffee, yeah. those thermos things. So and Natalie's a grown up. Natalie's a grown up. Right. Natalie is the hostess. I bet her with bed is not cinder blocks either. No, it's not. No, and she said, you know, being a maximalist has its effort, has its um, benefits sometimes. Um, I send Stu to our favorite little coffee place to get like crafts of coffee. Okay, we'll just buy them. Fine, go uh-huh. get some decaf, bring it. They're closed, so he has to go to Starbucks. He gets the coffee from them, brings it get home. Get that cardboard box yeah, thing. It's caffeinated, right? They, it's yeah. caffeinated. I'm oh, like, so now I have two crafts brilliant. of coffee that I can't feed women because it's, you know, we're meeting at seven at night or whatever. And I was just like. Seven at night. Yeah. But I was, you know, talking to Natalie about it and it was like hostess, host, hosting is never. Hostessing. Hostessing. Yeah. Hosting. It's never not this way. Sure. Natalie has acknowledged she hosts everything all the time. Like her, their house has a revolving door. of mm-hmm. I love that about them. And I've learned Mm. a ton from her on bringing people into your home, into your table. But there's a reason she has like four French presses and two big coffee crafts and, you know, just 12 basic old coffee mugs. And like, she's had Mm -hmm. to learn these things the hard way, just like I did. I haven't had a group of 15 women here before. Not since we did our thing a couple years ago. Right. And that wasn't, they were just in and out. They were just in and out. That wasn't like really like hang Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes, it takes skill and and a a leaning towards it, but it also just takes learning. Like I'm going to get a crop coffee craft. I'm going to have a few things on hand so that I can just fling those doors open and just say, come on, like, we'll figure it out. No big deal. And there are some tools that make that easier. It's just like having forks, for example. Forks. I, I don't. You, I, Shay, I don't. You'll find them all I, in the garden in the spring. I, don't get, I just bought three, four more spoons, like just a little or six, maybe. I don't know where they are. We sat down for porridge the other day. Where's all the spoons? I don't know. It's not like my house is like a disaster <laughs> and there's bowls of food in every room. I don't get it. Uh, my friend Rosemary's the same way. We used to live across the road from each other and I would have like events, like stuff all the time. And she was so thoughtful. Do you need this? Do you need Mm -hmm. that? I have little, little, uh, creamer spoons. Would you like me to bring some more? Like she just knew like all Mm -hmm. the things. And I think I'm a pretty good entertainer. Mm -hmm. Like I think I'm a good hostess, but she would also always just, she'd always bail Mm -hmm. me out. (laughs) Always. Mm -hmm. Oh, Totally. (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, can you also bring paper plates for the kids, you know, because we're going to be eating outside and, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, And I want to grow into that. I want to lean into that. You know, Natalie's a decade older than me. And so it makes sense that Mm. and and she, you know, kind of grew up this way. So it makes sense that she has skills that I just don't have yet. And I want to learn them. You know, you can learn them. You can learn them. I mean, we've talked about this, like the first time I had a group of people over from our church, Stu and I had been married for maybe a year, maybe. And I made like a quarter of the amount of soup that I should have made, you know, no dessert, Mm -hmm. no like little beverage area for people to feel comfortable, like come up and get what you'd like. You know, it was just like, would you like a glass of lukewarm tap water and an eighth of a cup of soup? (laughs) <laughs> and that's how I started. With an oyster cracker. An oyster cracker. <laughs> right. 
So if you don't have the skills you want yet, so what? So what? Just don't expect it to be easy. No, I think, yeah, that's, it's, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. (laughs) Don't ever look at anyone and go, oh, it must be easy for them. It's not. There's probably a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You know, they, behind that, you know, they say, um, when you see someone proficient at something like a concert pianist or something, I heard this somewhere that there's like 15,000 hours of practice behind someone like that. And I can hear my daughter playing the piano downstairs. She's so good. She'll be 13 Christmas Eve. And I, I can see that. I mean, she's playing like Fantasia by Mozart. It's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see another five years, 10 years going by how, how she will be a pianist. Mm-hmm. And I can see those 15,000 hours. And mm-hmm. it's just so easy to look at someone and forget that, you know, Gene Kelly took his first dance step mm-hmm. and Julia Child made her first recipe. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to forget everybody uh, did something for the first time and was horrible and awkward and and had to skill up and go through all the trial and error and everything to create their art. Right. Well, we talked about that. And in- it's easy to forget that homemaking is an art. You know, yeah. we talked about that in one episode where we talked about mm-hmm. not being so quick to cast the victim card. Right. Mm. Like I'm not a victim. I don't remember which one that was having. Right. The right coffee setup. That was totally my own doing. It's nobody else's fault. Right. Or like, I'm not a victim of true of Gene Mm -hmm. Kelly being a better dancer than I am. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. somebody, one of us did the work and one of us hasn't. I think I'm a good dancer. Right. Depending on how much wine I've had one glass. I'm, I feel like I'm a really good. We've talked about that too, depending on which trashy pop song is Mm -hmm. playing. Yep. I'll get it. Mm -hmm. I'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also talked about things we still want to learn things that we're still really hungry for. And I think as Mm -hmm. homemakers who are grinding it out and putting in the work and rescuing this art I want to leave because we have a two week break between before we start season four. I would love our listeners to sit on that for a bit and spend some time and be like, what do I want to invest my time in? What do I want to get Mm -hmm. better at? How do I want to skill up and feed that fire of passion and um, excitement over something new? And stay inspired in that. Find pieces of that that inspire you and feed it. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. What's um, like over the next two well, weeks, what's that for you? I know the two weeks isn't long, but like, how are you doing that right now? Well, you and I just talked about this even personally the other day about staying. When we talk about it a lot on the show, like staying in a particular place to stay inspired and keep yeah. moving forward to... um to stay above that daily grind by staying in a place of inspiration. Uh, So I am going to be putting my hand to a few creative projects, Uh just silly. They don't matter in the long run, but they feel good. I got my truckload of hydrangea Uh stems and I'm going to be weaving garland and making wreaths and having all sorts of fun 
for myself mm-hmm. and the house. And I had a fun uh, pop-up sale a few weeks ago on Instagram. Yes. I might do another Ooh, one. That'd be fun. So I've been kind of going around the house like, okay, what can I part with? Mm-hmm. What, you know, because I did it like a personal collection vibe. And so I might have some of the hydrangea on that mm-hmm. sale. So that's, that's actually, I am really looking to put my hand to something new, a new creative business venture. And so I have to skill up there. I mean, there's one thing to putz with your own house and have fun. And there's another thing to present that to the world Mm -hmm. and have something, uh, you know, professional. yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, I will be doing that and I'm just gonna, I'm going to be reading and yeah studying and playing with my camera and and trying to be more intentional around my house because as much as I do love um design and things like that it's I actually let things sit in a certain way for a long time mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of I think one of the just a farm and six kids I don't have as much time right or maybe I don't create as much time to move things around and be artistic in my home mm-hmm. as uh, like I obviously I am artistic in the home but changing right. you know fluffing. pushing like just like, fluffing exploring fluffing. uh <laughs> right in german right <laughs> yes yeah i think that's so important and especially for people like you and i and i'm sure we're not alone here like i know we have a lot of listeners that make they make their living in some sort of creative venture you know mm-hmm. um whether it's an etsy store or it's you know, some sort of right. digital marketing, like these are all, they all tap into that creative part of your brain. And, um, you know, a few years ago we went to the jovial getaway in Luca, Italy. And I came back with this just list, just, I'm an observer. I'm happy to be a, a wallflower in, in situations. It's that whole, like not talking in front right. of people kind of a thing. I'm happy just to observe mm-hmm. and just take it all in. And of course, watching Carla from Jovial, just watching her bake, watching the way she spoke to people, watching the equipment that she used. Um, and then she had a, a chef there, Francois, and he had an amazing story. He was from North Africa, but he, you know, lived in France for a really good amount of time, lived in Italy, lived in the States, had all kinds of cooking experiences. And we got to have a few meals with him. And I was just like, picking their brains. Like, how do you do this? And like, I was talking to Francois a lot about language. Like, how did you learn all these different languages? And, you know, just tell me I'm, I'm hungry. And I came back with this mm-hmm. list of stuff that I just wanted to tick through. And some of it was like, get a new mm-hmm. brain grinder. You loser. Like, come on, do this. You want fresh flour. I tried to order yours the other day. It's like, yeah, the whole world. It's like in it's 2023, that one. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. It took me eight, eight months to get mine. It is beautiful. Like it just sits on my it's countertop beautiful. and it's like yeah. fresh flower, like a minute before you use it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to look like that. Mm-hmm. I used to have mm-hmm. one and I want, I, I don't anymore. And I saw yours. I'm like, oh, that's like, I could leave it out on the counter. Right. Hmm. The one I had <laughs> so, before yeah. this was my very first blogging like perk. It's one of like. Oh, and okay. I had to write three blog posts using fresh flour and I had to plug this mill and you turn okay. it on. It was like, <laughs> just screaming. And that's how mine was. I, it was like, I couldn't do everywhere. it. Like I had to put yeah, a yeah, towel over it because it would just send uh-huh. powder everywhere. And uh, it was just horrible. Yeah. A pain to clean. 
Um, <laughs> but Carla had a Como and I was like, what is that grain grinder? And so like, I it was just no, a note in my phone. Like I had this list, you know, get a dishwasher, get a dishwasher, uh, get a dough scraper, get a dough scraper, get a new grain grinder. <laughs> get a dough scraper. You didn't have, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know. You didn't have a dough scraper. I just do things the hard until way. Until like was, two years ago. Yeah. I just, I don't. It's self-sabotage. It's dumb. But I'm learning. That is amusing. It's amusing because I run a cooking community. And I like yeah, barely like, have a spatula. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. <laughs> My spatulas are all melted. And I like, how do no. people keep things nice? I don't know. Is it just a big family? No, they That's just my- you just have to get stuff over and over again. Like Stu always tells me, like, what okay. did you expect? Did you expect your $7 fish spatula to last you for 10 years? Stop it. Yeah, that's my that's my frugal. That's the the mm-hmm. frugal German in me, quite frankly. I feel like everything should last forever. Yeah. And I get all mad when yes. it doesn't. But I do have um, I have the plastic dough scraper and the metal one that I've had for mm-hmm. years. I Yeah, really good $4, yes, they $4 are. instrument. <laughs> So helpful. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm I'm staring myself down over getting another a bigger Dutch oven. My I use my Dutch oven. They never get put away ever. They're full of bread, soups, Should, stews. Could we get a Dutch oven broths. sponsor, please? Because I'm like I need four. My Dutch, Dutch ovens. ovens are disgusting. Have you seen? Yeah, my I need a bigger one? one. I need like an eight yeah. quart, nine quart. No, they make a nine quart. Give me that one. Mine are gross. They're like an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Like I try to hide them on YouTube mm-hmm. videos. I don't even want people to see them. They are my lodge one doesn't even you bake have in them, a so lid. they get all stained yeah. and it doesn't even have like the little knob. It's just like a screw poking out. <laughs> and the funny thing is, my friend Courtney came to visit eight years ago and she was like, dang, that Dutch mm-hmm. oven has seen some miles eight years ago. <laughs> that is funny. But it's those kinds of things. I'm like, Shay, you cook for a living. Get a third right. Dutch oven, you idiot stop doing this to yourself get your bed off of cinder blocks <laughs> stop stubbing your toe on the cinder block well, every time i walk into the room i have to adjust the bed skirt to cover the cinder block i'm like well God, am i the only one who sees this and i have to tuck it in you know it's like stop it You're mine don't show i don't energy. i have this right dumb Dumb. Stay in this in this space. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I pulled a big trigger. I pulled a big trigger. In the vein of staying inspired. <laughs> I am going okay. out on a limb and I planned mine and Stu's next trip to Italy. And I don't know if we're gonna be able to go, but I'm gonna try. And okay. there is um Something about we're this will be a business trip. We're gonna it'll all be mm-hmm. about food and kitchen supplies. The irony of that is not lost on me. <laughs> um cooking and ingredients, all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna be going to mm-hmm. the Piedmont region, which is um it's a little bit further south in terms of food stuff that they grow than we are here, but mm-hmm. similar enough. And um you know, the jovial getaway, like I am writing that high still. My bread making, my view of things in the kitchen will forever be altered 
by that week I spent. And Mm -hmm. I want more of that. I'm hungry for more of that. You don't have to go to Italy to get it, but we are coordinating this trip with other ones around our state, like San Juan Island Sea Salt. You guys go use the coupon code homemaker and get some salt from Brady. Um, He's like three hours away from me. We have incredible oysters, obviously, from Hamahama on the coast of Washington. We've got incredible dairies, mm-hmm. amazing hazelnut farms up in northern Washington. Like, it's all here for the taking. And one way we're just trying to really stay in the pocket with our work and with our food and our farm is staying excited about eating really good food, <laughs> which, right, you know, it can be hard when you're farming and, and doing all that. So, uh, takes a lot, it takes of work. a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to stay mm-hmm. inspired. Um, we talked about some books, some homemaking books that help that with like the cleaning and the, um, home design. And what was the, what was the, uh, what was the name of that book? Well-kept home. That's what it is. That's what um, I'm thinking of. A well-kept, a home. well-kept home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one who lady, she writes it about like the French grandma that she spends time with. That's that one, right? Yeah. 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 That is a good one. It's the best. When you need to stay in the pocket for homemaking, just sit down, just look at two or three pages. You're like, okay, I got it. Clicked in. Here we go. Yeah. That one doesn't get like filed away. That one's just always sitting out for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and even it, you know. Even it's a little bit outdated. It doesn't matter. It's fabulous. It's so fabulous. Mm-hmm. Was this the season mm-hmm. where we talked about other books that inspire us? Was that um, last season? Yes. No, on the 31st, in back in August, right at the end of summer, we talked about kitchen changing mm. cookbooks. That was fun. Just books that helped us be inspired to take things to the next level. Mm-hmm. Have you added any books to that list? Over the course of this season? Um, oh my gosh, my stomach is growling so loud. I'm you're it's gonna be on this recording, I swear. Uh I don't think so. I've been actually just going through my old, I mean, just design magazines and just finding some really good ones and thinking to myself, I'm sorry, speaking of staying in the space, why don't you have a subscription to this? What is your problem? Oh, yeah. Like what so kind of magazine I'm going to be doing on our break? Oh, like the British version of country living. In my opinion, country living in America, terrible magazine. The British version. Whew, I don't lovely. know. Lovely. Why don't yeah. I know this? So that one. What's and it then called? I'm Googling it. British. Let's see, country do I have them here? It's just I think it's just. Yeah. Country living. I think up at the top, it's it just British. says British edition. British edition. Country living dash um, England. I think they're downstairs. Um, you can get yeah, a subscription and then on Amazon called, in print. Fab. There you go. Okay. Hello. <sighs> Love a good um, magazine. You know, because I'm not a Pinterest person. I don't I don't like my inspiration online. Right. I like books and magazines. And I just have some that are 20 years old. And I just look at them over and over and over again. You know, I've sent you pictures and you're like, I'm sorry, where are you getting these pictures? Yeah. They're just these old French magazines. And there's another one that I'm really addicted to called Flower. It's a magazine. I think magazines are really poorly done these days. They just do nothing for me. Well, they're so full of ads. This magazine. Can we stop? (laughs) Yeah. 
This one thrills me. Um, Flower? This magazine seems to really have a pulse on the... It's called Flower. I think it's got a really strong pulse on the Southern design world. Like, it's always, like, talking about Atlanta designers, South Carolina designers, florists. Uh, It's... I mean, look at... Come on. Oh, I just hit my mic. Look at this cover of this one I just got. Oh, that's really pretty. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's a a great magazine. So, um, I did, uh, take a trip a few weeks ago and went to, uh, Elkhorn flea market, uh, in Southern Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Elkhorn is, uh, like an unknown, I mean, people that know it, know it, you know, here in the Midwest, we have Shipshawana in Indiana, which is a huge, um, Amish auction. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, and Elkhorn flea market in Wisconsin, you know, you have the big markets like in texas and ohio and everything but this one's kind of unknown and it's four times a year and they had canceled a cup one or two of them because of covid but then the last one was a few weeks ago and i went and that helped Mm. tremendously yeah that was fun it It took effort i had to drive a long way but i'm like okay i'm gonna make this investment and And stay inspired creative juices mm-hmm. you know if you and i live together and i you could just decorate my house all pretty and i could just make you pretty food then we would be a real dynamic duo it's doing both yes. those things that's the killer <laughs> maybe we need to like buy a house together like in the middle of the country and just meet up go. quarterly go. or something <laughs> it's oh. doing both those things oh. i know i'm like <laughs> Wait, you mean you guys want to be fed? I've been like rearranging yeah, dusty old exactly. books all day or vice versa. Exactly. You know, I don't have any time to do anything because I'm stuck in this kitchen all I the know. time. Um, oh, I'm my trying goodness. badly to find just like. Well, speaking of. Oh. I was going to say, I'm, I'm trying really hard to find little pockets to, to tend to the house as we begin to be in here more for this season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just transition, wanting to make it feel all cozy yes. and yummy and flannels and garlands and stacked firewood and it's beautiful and it's so healthy <laughs> like i did take all my silk. I, I don't it's this was like this is like the year of the house, the fly house flies and the year of the mouse yeah. that's all i got that's all i have to say it's like if i have to clean up one more dead <laughs> housefly uh I don't know. Well, I had to take all the shades um, off my chandeliers and like just scrub the fly poop off them. I mean, it was just disgusting. And yep. I don't keep a dirty house. I it's don't disgusting. Think. Sometimes I just throw them away. I know. But dang it. I, yeah. I gotcha. <sighs> yeah. Well, I think that's a really good place to close because Friends Season 4 is going to be all about hospitality, mm-hmm. homemaking, entertaining, mm-hmm. all the holiday feels. We're bringing them to you. Season four, which I believe, Shay, starts November, November 1st. November 2nd. I don't I have a calendar in front 2nd. of me. I November 2nd. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that, whatever that Monday is, that's when we will rejoin yes. you. For season four, I can't believe it. I hope all of you go get a Dry Farm Wine subscription mm-hmm. in between now and then so you're ready to have some fun with us. Visit homemakerchicpodcast.com. Check out all of our lovely sponsors, 956 Studio, Jovial, Tubes & Company, 
San Juan Sea Salt, mm-hmm. American Blossom Linens, Dry Farm Wines. Thank you so much for uh, sponsoring season three yes. of the Homemaker Chic podcast and head over to patreon.com where you can uh, be a part of what we're doing here. Digital downloads of the cookbooks, to-do lists, and of course, our quarterly, our now quarterly uh, fangirl hangout, which we are doing today mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. Central, if you're listening to this on the day of, which is so October 16th. 1 p.m. my time. And it's also, yep, it's also Ultra Feminine Friday. So be sure that you're following over on Instagram because that's where we hang out just about every day. And we use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday. So many of you do. And if you are rocking your favorite pair of yoga pants that makes you feel feminine, show us. If you're wearing your favorite vintage dress, (laughs) show us. I use the hashtag today because I got a new apron and I love it. Ooh, nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing this gigantic hand-knit Irish wool sweater for the third day in a row. So chew on that. It's it's beautiful. Well, I'm wearing my Dale Jr. sweatshirt for the third day in a row. So boom. (laughs) Who made us the host of this again? (laughs) Wicked. Self-appointed. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining us on this season. And we will see a bunch of you over on our call in just a few minutes. And uh, we'll see you on social media until November 2nd. Yes. Don't look confused. That's the end. Cheers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. Cheers.